All right, Gardner Minshew and the Colts tomorrow night against the Texans is basically a pick 'em. Um, I'm rooting for the Indianapolis Colts and Gardner Minshew, who has joined us in the studio. Um, I hope they can pull it off. I want them to go to the playoffs. I want to have some fun. Let's do this. Dak and the Cowboys at the Commanders Sunday afternoon. They can't seem to win on the road. The weather doesn't look awesome. They don't have a running game. However, Dak and the passing attack are really, really good. And the defense is pretty opportunistic. Although I think they're a little too light in the interior D-line um, for my liking. But we need a dub so the Cowboys can finish number two in the playoffs. Our NFL update brought to you by Stella Artois. Fantastic beer to watch uh, Gardner Minshew throw touchdowns. And also a Boar's Head charcuterie board. Tomorrow and Sunday. Jason made us. Jason, real quick, before we go to Steve Robertson, what did you make? What am I going to try at 9 a.m. on the cameras? YouTube, search Out of Bounds Sports. So that is Cajun deer sausage, wrapped in bacon, toothpick, broil it, take it out, a little mustard barbecue sauce, put it back in, let it simmer a little bit, and then enjoy yourself for the rest of the day. Do nothing. Kick back. Hang out. Wow. It looks amazing. I can't wait to try it. 9 a.m., YouTube, search Out of Bounds Sports. You can watch me eat and run my mouth. Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com, 247 Sports, the Boneyard Podcast. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, Steve Robertson, good morning. What can you tell me about Kevin Lamar Coleman? Well, he's a big-time playmaker. Uh, And, you know, it's so interesting. You know, State has done such good work. You have to give Chad Bumpus a tremendous amount of credit for what he's done with this recruiting class. I mean, he had a huge signing day, and then – you go back and you add a guy like this to plug and play guy that was uh, highly recruited. Also had, uh, you know, some big plays there at Louisville, and so it's uh, it's a significant get. And uh, this is a young man that just went in the portal, you know, just a few days ago, a couple days ago, uh, three days ago, I guess. And uh, now he's headed to Mississippi State. And uh, you know, I, I think it's tremendous what they've done so far. Uh, the fact that this class is ranking in the top thirty is a consensus. Uh, it's pretty remarkable considering the circumstances that Jeff Levy inherited. Uh, all right. So, and I agree with you on that. I, I think Levy and the crew, uh, you know, they have exceeded my expectations. Um, this Michael Van Buren thing, it, it's obvious that he should be, he's hes highly rated, but he should be even more highly rated. Um, I actually watched, you know, some of the Under Armour All-American game. I mean, how about having the MVP? How about Lebby and crew being able to pull him in just a matter of days from Baltimore, Maryland, committed to Oregon? And then, Steve, uh, you know, how how big of a boost shot in the arm is this for the program that Michael Van Buren is the MVP of the Under Armour All-American game? Well, not only that, but he earned the start, right? I mean, so, you know, this is the best of the best. In many respects, I mean, these national all-star games aren't just uh, sign up and play. I mean, these players were selected, and Michael Van Buren gets the start. Next thing you know, it's 24 to 3, you know, after the first quarter. Not only did he he pass the ball well, you know, he converted a two-point conversion himself. But, uh, yeah, and and so, you know, we've been uh, very loud in our support of Michael Van Buren, you know, for for weeks now about his ranking. And, uh, at the end of the day, players are players no matter what they're ranked, but he's clearly undervalued, and there will be one more update in the 247 rankings. We do expect him to have some upward mobility there, but it's even bigger than that. It's the fact that you have your quarterback on a national stage go out there and perform the way that he did, win the Most Valuable Player uh, award, 
it's significant not just for this class, but for the next class. And as you know, there's some very talented skilled players in this state for next year uh, that may be interested in playing with Michael Van Buren. Steve Robertson on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. What, uh, they've been busy yesterday, today, throughout the weekend. What are your expectations on, on transfers from the last couple of days and the next couple of days? Well, you know, we're still waiting for uh, for Stone Blanton to announce. We're optimistic about that, and, that, and that's a it would be a very big get for State with the loss of you know the linebacker core. Basically, all your linebackers last year that showed any real production or have, uh, have exhausted their eligibility. And so, you know, Stone would, would be a guy with SEC experience that comes in, and I, I think really fills a big need for State. I mean, you, you've gotten some good linebackers. Uh, in the class so far, but uh, none, I don't think, the caliber of Stone Blanton. But uh, if you're able to pick him up, uh, and, and then, goodness, I mean, there's more than a dozen visitors on campus this week, including Jacoby Jackson, a uh, big offensive guard from Texas Tech. Uh, I was able to confirm his visit with him a couple days ago. We'll hope to speak to him uh, later today. I mean, that, that's that's the fun part of this, right, is, uh, you know, you get some guys that come in and make you a better football team this year. You know, it's, it's great to have J.J. Harrell and Stonk of Arnside and those guys part of your class. But, you know, one of the things that I was told in the beginning when Jeff Levy emerged as a priority candidate is that he felt he could flip this roster this year. And I think some people were maybe a little skeptical about that. But now you look at it, you know, here we are, you know, uh, about 10 days away from classes starting, and it appears he is doing just that. Okay, so what's realistic here? I mean, you know, he's flipping the roster, maybe. Um, you know, we'll see how it all shakes out. Um, I think maybe they have a few more pieces than the fan. You know, the fan base, I mean, I read your boards. I read others. Um, there's a lot of negativity. Um, I mean, I guess Mississippi State people are naturally pessimistic. And Ole Miss people are naturally optimistic. But... It, it, what do you think realistically they can do on, on once this all shakes out on defense, Steve? Well, I think you've got to get an edge rusher, right? And, and uh, you know, there's a couple on campus, you know, this week. And so you've you got to get at least one of those guys, and you could probably benefit from having both of them. But, uh, you know, the secondary, you know, we went through this last year. I had to rebuild a secondary through the portal, and you got a bunch of guys that didn't really contribute. So you still got those guys for the most part. So you're going to need them to step up. But – You've got to get some playmakers uh, here in the next few days uh, because that's where your needs are right now. I think offensively you feel really good, especially adding Coleman, and you pick up one more lineman. I mean, you, when you think of the losses uh, on the line from a year ago, just you know, the eligibility running out, uh, the needs are on defense, and this team is going to be as good as their defense can be next year. I think offensively, Levy has the pieces he needs to form a really good offense, uh, but uh, these, these next you know, 10 days are really, really big for the Mississippi State 2024 football season because you're going to have to go out and get some guys that could potentially be difference makers. And I think so, so, so far, you had uh, yeah, we're, we're fired up here. We're, we're fired up here. Uh, but ne- nevertheless, we got to get uh, got to get some guys on the defensive side of the football to make this team uh, to make them go because offensively, Levy is going to be able to score some points, but. Uh, if you can't stop anybody and it turns into a shootout, you know, then, then it becomes a real challenging season. Okay. When uh, are you expecting some Alabama players to join the Mississippi State roster? Yeah, we're certainly watching that, right? I mean, you expect with Coleman Hustler having some connections there, and there have been several that have gone in the portal. 
you know, I think one of the things you got to avoid if you're Mississippi State now is, you know, getting the scratch and dent guy just because you played at a blue blood like Alabama. If they weren't contributing there, there's no guarantee of future success here. I mean, you saw that last year with Rowland Godet, and I hate to single that guy out, but everybody was so enamored. Hey, he went to Georgia, and you look inside the numbers, he never had a catch. You say, okay, well, he must be a blocking specialist, and then you get into the season, you see that it really wasn't a strong suit for him. So I don't. I think you've got to go out and find the best player regardless of where they're from, regardless of what kind of coaching. And just because a guy played for Nick Saban uh, doesn't mean he's going to be successful here. Remember, we were so excited about Tyrell Shavers when he came in from Alabama, did a couple of good things against LSU. Next thing you know, he's off the team. Right. So, yeah, and it's important to understand, too, that there's a reason guys are in the portal, and it's not always positive, right? I mean, there's some guys that get processed out because they can't play in this league, and I think Mississippi State's going to be very careful in their evaluations of players uh, as they proceed here in the next 10 days or so. Okay, but you're – I don't want mm, – uh, how many starters would you like for them to land out of the portal? Let's put it a different way. How many starters – would you like for them to land out of the portal on the defensive side of the football? Well, I think six or so. I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, you look at this team. I mean, you know, all right, hang on. Let me go through some names here because you're, you're dialed in. Okay. So here, here are some guys that I think are legit starters, SEC starters, uh, Deontay Anderson. Um, I think Don Terry Russell and DeMonte Russell. Uh, Travion Williams, maybe Dinkins, Hibbler's young. Okay. Linebacker, John Lewis. Yes. JP Purvis. Yes. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think they could be. Uh, but I think you also want to go out there and recruit some guys to provide some real competition, but you know, this linebacker core needs some depth. Uh, this defensive line needs some difference makers and, you, and you're basically again, kind of rebuilding the secondary. And so, uh, you've got, you've got to hit. And uh, in order to get six starters, you probably got to sign 10 guys, right? I mean, yeah. just kind of call it as your hit rate has got to be great if you're Jeff Levy. Okay. And then you got uh, Corey Ellington will start. What do you What do you think on Isaac Smith, Steve? What, what, oh, I, 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 game. Oh, yeah, L- love his game. Okay. And, uh, you know, he, last year, you know, he was kind of thrust out there because of a team need, but uh, – yeah, this is a guy that we think has NFL potential, but uh, yeah, he needs to be a dude this year. I mean, not just be a guy out there on the two deep. He needs to step forward and kind of be a guy that uh, Mississippi State can count on to be a difference maker. So if he hits on the portal, let's just say at a B level, let's say he gets a B grade, Levy, right? And let's say the net is around five or six guys on defense, and they, they go after 10, I agree, 10, maybe even more, to net out that number. Um with the schedule, I mean, if they do all that and you feel like Shapin and Levy will move the football, and I think they, they've got some good skill people and some that they didn't even weren't able to use last year, um, like how do you see it? They can get to six wins? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the schedule's real challenging. And, uh, you know, this that's the thing with Levy and this group. I mean, you're installing – you know, new systems on both sides of the football. you got a bunch of players that never played together. I mean, so you've got – you got some more challenges, but uh, and you got some pretty good coaches, especially on the offensive side of the football. And so, you know, that's the thing. It's kind of a hodgepodge deal on defense right now because there's just so much working against you, right? And so the spring is going to be huge. That's why it's so important to hit on the portal now and not have to rely on guys 
you know, that are, that are finishing up a spring semester. I mean, sure, you may get one or two guys, but I don't know that you can really count on those guys uh, without having the benefit of spring and the new system and with right. the new teammates belt. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, are you confident in the Texas Tech offensive lineman, or are you, hey, it's 50-50 and, and he, may, he may look around till all these schools start back? Yeah, it's time to get a read on him. I mean, he's uh, supposed to go to Baylor like this weekend, and then Texas A&M is still in it. So I think there's a lot of recruiting left to do with him. Now, he could surprise us. You know, he could wake up today and say, hey, I think this is it. You know, I mean, you just never know because, you know, but what we knew about recruiting even five years ago is different than what we know today. Like, it used to be a situation where, hey, I love the staff. I love the campus. I love the system. I love my opportunity here. I'm going to go to Mississippi State. Well, now, you know, NIL is a factor with all this stuff. And when you have schools and opportunities that are similarly situated, sometimes it boils down to that, you know. And so it's not just about how great the visit goes. You know, it's about all the other, you know, factors that are, that are that didn't exist, you know, five years ago. Percy Lewis, what's the latest? Is he going to Ole Miss? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, to be honest with you, once he went in the portal, I haven't paid a lot of attention to him. And, uh Yes, one of those situations, you know, where uh, this is a guy that uh, expressed that, hey, I, I got to stay at tackle. You know, I feel like that's where my NFL potential is. And uh, he's worried about being pushed to guard. And, you know, it's one of those things, you know, you hear a lot of stuff, but it's like, I mean, you haven't even gone through spring practice. I mean, you don't even know, you know, what Cody Kennedy wants you to do. I mean, you don't even know what the what the room looks like. And, uh you know, I think he just decided, hey, I want some assurances that I'm going to be here, and maybe he didn't get those, and so he decided to go in the portal and uh, seek another opportunity. But, uh, you know, again, this is where you miss Mississippi State. You can't stop recruiting, right, because you never know until the portal window closes. You just you don't know. And, and one of the things that's interesting, too, Bo, is with all of this uh, lawsuit business out there and all the litigation, Everything right now that the NCAA has put in place is kind of suspect, right? Because you think, well, what's to stop a, a judge from some district court somewhere saying, oh, no, the, the portal window closed, but you can't deny these opportunities for these young men. And so, you know, w- what's to say, okay, we, we feel like we can take a deep breath, but, you know, what happens next week? You know, if somebody challenges that, it becomes a TRO situation. I mean, it, it, it's an absolute mess what we're dealing with right now when it comes to transfers in college football. Okay. Do you want to talk basketball or what? That's fine with me. I'm excited about basketball. You know, at the end, the ladies dropped the game last night. That was disappointing. And Vanderbilt, obviously, is a more improved team. But, you know, I'm eager to see what Chris Jans and his group do. And, and maybe a similar situation to last year, you know, because you're, you're kind of front-loaded a little bit on the SEC slate. And so you might stumble out of the gate a little bit and still have a really successful year. But uh, True. if they can find a way to get a couple of wins here early, uh, watch out. Yeah, I think his team's capable of some big things, especially now that Tolu's back. Yeah, no, I I was there Sunday, and uh, it was so good to see him back, Steve. He he was having fun. I thought he moved around so well. And, you know, um, oh, in the second half, when he was down there on the left post, went under the goal, finished on the right side, uh, on the right block, and got the three-point play. Um, boy, I, that told me... Just his footwork and the way he was moving around. Uh, how about this? I I didn't think he was going to move around that well. Did you? No. And, and, and let's be honest about this. When we found out that he had a broken foot early in the year, we thought, well, the season's over, right? And then 
what a great job the staff and his team has done uh, to kind of make something of the season. And then, you know, really maybe you're a game behind what you wanted to be or expected to be without your best player. And that's coaching, right? And and look at what Jimmy Bell has become. It's a guy that averaged four points a game throughout his career, and he's become a very serviceable, you know, five guy. So now you've had the benefit of him getting all these game reps to go along with Tolu Smith coming back. And so I think it makes that even more formidable. I think that's the silver lining in all this is the – you know, the development of Jimmy Bell under Chris Jans' direction. No, I think I think they did a, the staff's done a, a great job with him. Um, Steve Robertson, 247 Sports, Jeans Page, on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. I, I'm interested to see, he did a lot of substituting um, during this, whatever it is, 13-game, 14-game stretch. And I wonder if, if he wants to kind of dial that back, Steve, and land on like, eight or nine players, how, how do you see it? Well, I think it's going to depend on matchups. You know, I mean, you're going to have some opportunities to go small and opportunities to go big. It's kind of dependent on what their personnel looks like, too. And so, uh, yeah, I think the fact that you've had a 15-game non-conference schedule, you kind of know who you are now, right? I mean, you kind of understand, you know, in the very beginning of the year, Trey Ford comes out a lot and sets the woods on fire, you know? And there's been some other games where he's just kind of been, you know, another guy. And so mm-hmm. – I think situationally, you're probably in a better situation than you've been at Mississippi State because you just simply got more pieces. I mean, you had no perimeter game at all last year. No. And now you've got, you know, you can kind of hold people accountable and uh, people can't just sag on Tolu Smith, which I think uh, opens him up for some greater opportunities. I agree. I agree. And, you know, Jans threw out a couple of defenses in that game on Sunday. Um, I, mean, I know he's trying to give some other coaches some looks, but I'll, I'll be interested to see, you know, what all he's going to do there. Yeah, this is an in- interesting team for sure. Um, how much will Hub play? You think he's you think he's just going to keep him coming first first guy off the bench? Type yeah, I deal? think so. And maybe you know maybe and maybe that's the best for him. You know, let, let him watch for just a little bit. You know, and uh, and plus, you know, when you get into the SEC, I mean, everybody's seen tape. Right. I mean, you know, you got some of the best coaches in the country breaking down your tendencies. And so uh, I think it's important for, you know, for Josh to just kind of get in the flow of things and then be a, you know, be a dude. And there have been some games he's carried Mississippi State. I mean, you know, that's, I don't know that people expected that this year as a freshman. I mean, I think people thought he'd be an interesting piece, but there have been some games if Josh Hubbard doesn't have a big night, State loses. And uh, so that's nice to have that, you know, availability of that guy that can come out there and be some instant offense for you. Dude, uh, you're exactly right. He has carried him sometimes on the road against Power Five teams. Um, I'm not sure I was expecting that either. I knew I knew he was good, but um, okay. DJ Jeffries, I think his, you know, he didn't have a lot of confidence. Plus, he wasn't shooting well, and I thought he passed up on too many shots, even though he wasn't making what you wanted last year. Open looks, you just you, you got to shoot it. I think I'm not sold yet, Steve. His shot is better, and he's more confident on the perimeter shooting. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, and he's streaky. You know, there's some games will come out there, and, and he look, looks like a million dollars, and the next time he looks like you're not, you're not exactly sure what he's doing, you know. But I think I think it's one of those deals, too. Last year, he took some ill-advised shots trying to do too much. And I think now you see him shooting more in rhythm, you know, and I think that he is uh, – maybe found a sense of himself. I think maybe last year, because you struggled so much with the perimeter game, I think he felt like, hey, look, 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 I'm going to do my best to kind of step it up and give us, 
you know, some perimeter stuff. And it didn't always work out. But I do think he's played more within himself. And, and when he's good, Mississippi State is really good. You know, when yeah. it's like you make some contributions. But when he has a big night, Mississippi State typically has a really big night. No doubt. I mean, it's, it's Shaq more too, but I agree. I mean, DJ, when he gets up around 10 points and some things are going, I mean, I understand his perimeter defense, but uh, I agree with, man, if he can add some juice on the offensive end, boy, does it open up, open it up for Hub and Tolu and some others. All right, man, um, is the site going to be kicking this weekend with all kinds of stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's one thing, too, like we've, we talked about that yesterday. I had some personal stuff to attend to and had a funeral to go be a pallbearer too. And that's never fun. You know, it's always such an honor, but, uh, you know, it's like trying to track down you know, a lot of kids that, uh, you know, a lot of times these transfers don't talk, you know, and so you gotta, you gotta work hard to kind of get it all done. But, uh, you know, it's so funny. The visit list went from like seven to 14 to like four hours. You know, it's like all of a sudden you started getting messages back from guys and said, Oh yeah, I'm actually visiting Mississippi state this weekend, you know? And so, uh, I can't speak enough to what a good job this staff has done getting guys on campus. You know, that, that was one of the challenges last year. It's like, hey, you know, it's a short window, uh, but State has done a really good job getting guys on campus. And you, you know as well as I do, you can't get them on campus to visit. You're not getting them on campus to play. So right. exponentially, things have been so much better. And I think it says a lot about this staff. And, you know, again, they're going to be judged on what they do on the football field. But part of that equation is what you do in the portal and what you do on National Signing Day. And so right. I think what, it's going to be interesting to see what Jeff Levy and crew do when they have a full year to recruit. All right, one more. I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, who's going to be the Friday night starter for Chris Limonis? I'm, I'm going to go Gerangelo. Um and I think it's one of those things too that you know we're getting in. Everybody's getting ready to report again, and so we'll have uh, you know spring practice. I'm eager to see. You know, I, I'm, it's Nate Dome, the first guy of the bullpen. You know, because Nate had some did a, had some really good showings this fall, uh, but you know you could throw him twice a weekend. It m- might be the difference in uh, you know being a, a two seed or a three seed. And I do think this is a postseason team. I think offensively they're going to be outstanding, but. Uh, they got to figure some things out pitching-wise. You know, where does Lofton factor in? Is he a Sunday guy? Is he a Tuesday guy? Uh, but you've got more pieces to work with this year, and I think the work Justin Parker did this fall is outstanding. And so now you got to do it when it matters most. All right. We'll leave it there. Jeanspage.com. Check it out right now, 247 Sports. Thanks, Steve. See you. Uh, that was brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Jason, bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Go local, go with the home team, as Jake Mangum likes to say. Favorites.com, F-A-V-E. Favorites.com. Jason, and I guess Miranda, but Jason, cooked us some Cajun deer sausage wrapped in bacon with a little mustard barbecue sauce that I'm about to try coming up next. I want you to go to YouTube and search Out of Bounds Sports and see me stuff my face with boar's head bacon and Cajun deer sausage and this mustard barbecue sauce. I'm going to go over to the bar, go to YouTube, search Out of Bounds Sports. If you want to hit the subscribe button, we love you even more. Happy New Year. Big NFL weekend and SEC basketball play is here. Back in a second. 